0: Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, I'm talking about the after effect of mercy, the after effect of after you have received mercy, if you have received mercy, what follows? Look at um, Luke chapter eighteen. The story of the people, two people who went to the the, uh, uh, the synagogue to go and pray. Or Bible says that two men went into the temple, went to the temple to pray. To pray. Um, the one, uh, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God. I thank thee that I am not as other men are uh, extortioners and just adulteress or even as that even as this publican I fast twice in the week I give tithes of all that I have even Pharisees give tithe, even Pharisees they give tithe. You who are born again, stop following all those people who don't understand God's work and God's word and don't have insight. Stop following them. Non-tithing is a heart condition. Some people are looking for reasons why not to give is a problem. Is there a problem or a problem of the heart? It's a sign of greed that hasn't been conquered. Um uh, <laughs> Verse 13, the, the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes, even unto heaven, uh, as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast saying, God be merciful to me a sinner. He asked for mercy. Now, this is today's message. Today's message says that verse 14, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. Which man? The one who asks for mercy. Now, the impact and the effect, the after effect of Mercy, if you have really received mercy, it didn't manifest, it wasn't in the temple. It was when Jesus said, I tell you, let's not take it for granted. Jesus said, I tell you, there are things you have to know which you don't know. I'm revealing to you that after service was over, after all was said and done, how you go home is what determines what has happened, whether your your mercy was granted or not. How he went home, Bible says that Jesus said, this man went down to his house. How are you going home? The state in which you go home is what determines the effect and the quality of the worship, of the service, or of the encounter. If you have had encounters, don't tell me about the encounter. It's, imp- it's good you say it, but it's not as important as what happens after. Your, the after effect of your encounter, the after effect of your prayer, the after effect of your worshiping uh, your worship, your activities, the after effect. The aftermath, it says that this one went home justified. This man went home justified. Is how he went home that matters, not necessarily what happened. It's what happened, what happened changed the course of his life. I see the course of your life changing because mercy has come upon you. Because somebody has obtained mercy. I just couldn't wait to read some. I would like to read this book. Some Eighty-nine, verse 1. It's a long one, but let's indulge in Scripture. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. Hallelujah! In other words, this mercies have changed something permanently I can't forget about. Aftermath of, uh, of mercy. Something has happened which I can't forget. So every time I open my mouth, I sing. It's not just I sing because something has happened that causes me to remember the Day of Mercy to remember the importance of mercy, to remember the the life-changing nature of mercy. Hallelujah! He said, I will sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. God has been so good to me. God has been so kind to me. God has been so merciful to me. I shouldn't be here. You know what I'm talking about. You shouldn't be. have come this far. You shouldn't have been enjoying what you are enjoying. You shouldn't have passed that that, that stage. You should have been put to shame. But I will sing of the mercies of the... You, you are also married. I will sing of the mercies of... You also have a child. I will sing of the message of the. You have a job. I will sing of the message of the. You are in church. Hi. I will sing of. You are preaching to somebody. You. I will sing of the. What you did, they didn't find you out to to harm you. Your enemies couldn't have another hand over you. I will sing of the messes of... You should have been part of that incident that happened that has ended people's life, that has caused them problems. How come you escaped? I will sing of the messes of the Lord forever. Forever. I will sing forever. I will sing forever. Thank you, Jesus. Learn how to sing of the mercies of the Lord and learn not to forget how God has been merciful to us. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known your faithfulness to all generations as long as I'm alive and as long as I am able to, I will, I will pronounce it. I will declare it your faithfulness because every act of mercy is a demonstration of God's faithfulness. It means that he is faithful anyone who cries out for mercy, anyone to receive mercy is a function of God's faithfulness. He's a faithful God. So he says that, he said uh, with my mouth I will make known. I will tell people. I won't keep quiet. I can't keep quiet. Somebody said, I said I wasn't going to tell anybody about it, but I couldn't keep it to myself unfortunately. I couldn't keep it to myself. I said I wasn't going to tell anybody about it, but I couldn't keep it to myself because this thing so good. Uh, there's a songwriter who's, uh, there's a song recently, I think last year, two years or so, he says that uh, um, this, this God is too, I will worship you forever, love you forever, because this God is too good. Oh. I just, I, I just can't help it. I can't help it but to speak about it. I can't help it but to testify. I can't help it but to declare it. I can't help it but to proclaim of the mercies of the Lord i see mercy coming upon your life it says that with my marvel i make known your faithfulness to all generations for i have said mercy uh, mercy shall be built up forever your faithfulness your faithfulness you shall establish in the very heavens verse 3 I have made a covenant with my chosen. That's God talking. It's in uh, exclamation man. God said, I've made a made a covenant with my with my chosen. I have sworn to my servant David, your seed I will establish forever and build up your throne to all generation. Now this man is talking about God said he would do it and has done it. God, that's what you said. So David continues to say verse five and the heavens will praise your one your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the saints. When the people gather, we have to see God's faithfulness being 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 celebrated. Verse 6 For who is in uh, who, who in heavens can be compared to God? Who among the sons the sons of the mighty can be likened to the Lord? Who um, uh, uh, can be likened to the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints uh, and to be held in reverence by all those around Him. O oh, Lord of hosts, who who is mighty like you O Lord your faithfulness also surrounds you 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 rule that you rule the region of the sea when it's Uh, When its wages, uh, so its waves rise, you steal them. I see God stealing the rising of the waves of the sea against you. God is stealing it. That waves of seas that, of the, that waves of the sea that has risen against you. I see God stealing it. This is all an act of mercy. God is scamming it, stealing it. It's a steal, be still, be, be, be still. God is stealing it in the name of Jesus. Um, verse, verse 10 you have broken Rahab in pieces as one who is slain you have scattered your enemies with your mighty arm the heavens are yours the earth also are yours the world and all its fullness you have founded them the north and the south you have created them tabo and Hamon rejoice in your name. You have, uh, you have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand, and high is your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth, mercy and truth, mercy and truth, go before your face. Mercy and truth. If you are dealing with God, you will find mercy. You find truth. Mercy and truth go before your faith. Because your faith, blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. Once you are familiar, Hallelujah! The joyful sound, you know it. You are blessed. You know, you know what it means to rejoice in God. You know what it means to be grateful to God. You know what it means to express your gratitude to God in joy. It says that blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, oh Lord, in the light of your countenance. In other words, your face is always shining upon them. It doesn't even take a priest or a pastor to declare over you necessarily, even though that matters. Guess what? Once you walk in, you know the joyful sound, you walk in the light of his countenance constantly. Hallelujah. I see somebody walk. Walking in the light of God's countenance in your education, in your family life, in your marital pursuit, in your career. Ha Basha, thank you, Lord Jesus. I see you walking in the light of God's countenance in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 16: In your name they rejoice all day, and in your righteousness they are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength, and in your favor, our horn is exalted. Fever is coming your way. Don't forget this verse. I'll come to it. I'll probably refer to it shortly. Let me read the verse 18. and, and. For our shield belongs to the Lord and, and our king to the Holy uh, holy One of Israel. Our shield belongs to the Lord. He's the one who defends you. Don't be afraid. God is with you. God will help you. That Someone who has tasted mercy, this is a song. This is his testimony, and I know it's going to be so for you in the name of Jesus. Once you taste the mercy of God, you can be quiet. Once you taste the mercy of God, there is it changes your disposition. There is always an after-effect of mercy. When you have mercy, once you have experienced, because you see, once you have encountered mercy, you begin to discover the faithfulness of God and you begin to know that God is faithful. So now quickly, let me give you the sevenfold after effect of mercy. The sevenfold after effect of mercy. Number one, peace. When you have enjoyed mercy from God, you have peace. Peace, justification. Now watch this. In Luke chapter 18, our anchor scripture. In Luke chapter 18, verse 14, this is Jesus. I tell you, this man went down to his house, How? justified this man went down to his house justified you are going down to your house justified you are going back to your normal life again you're you're living you're going back to your living justified but in romans chapter 5 verse 1 we understand it says that therefore having been justified by grace we have peace with god we, once we are justified we have peace with god so justification the it impact the effect the manifestation of justification the the resultant effect of justification the the residual effect of that justification is peace guess what peace with god if you have peace with god it begins to manifest in a peaceful life peace with god will always translate into a peaceful life peace with god in the book of mark chapter 4, verse 37 and 38, Bible says that they went to try to wake Jesus up. Whilst they were going, Bible said, a great storm arose. A great storm arose and started to fill the boat with water. Storm! A storm! Storm! But Bible says that but Jesus was sleeping on a pillow in the hinter part of the boat. He was sleeping in the middle of the storm. Oh yes, how can you sleep in the middle of the storm? Someone who has peace, someone who has enjoyed and tasted mercy, even when things are calamitous around you, even when things are commodious around you, guess what? You can still have peace. Somebody said some time ago, years ago, this is over uh, 25 years ago, I heard it and it was such a blessing to me. It says that uh, uh, the state said that um, faith is the bed that sings whilst it is dark. Faith is the bed that sings whilst it is still dark. You might not. You don't have to see how things are going to look out, turn out. But when you have, you have enjoyed mercy. You are able to, by faith, sing hallelujah. So, and then two artists were asked to paint a portrait or a picture to depict peace. One. Painted of beds to depict. One painted a bed, beautiful bed, standing on a on on a tree branch, with nice flowers around the bed, flowers all over, and the bed was standing beautifully. And the other painter also painted a bed in a very windy, stormy environment. Windy, very windy, and you know, like there's a storm around, and standing in on a tree standing on the tree or tree branch. And uh, you can tell all the leaves are practically being blown away. no no flower, but bed, standing on the tree, drunk and singing. And then they said, that is more a depiction of faith. Peace in God. Peace in God doesn't mean everything around you is okay. Jesus said, my peace, John chapter 14. He said, I said 14, I'm sorry, 14. Peace I give to you. My peace have I given unto you, not as the world gives. The way the world defines peace is different from the way God defines peace. God defines peace from the inside. The world defines peace only on the outside. Peace is from the inside. You will not be stressed out. You will not have a mental breakdown. Why? Because in spite of all that is going on around you, when mercy comes on you, you don't break down. You don't have a nervous breakdown, a uh, mental breakdown. You don't break down because mercy is working. When mercy is working, you can go to bed in the middle of a storm. You can sleep and sleep sound in the middle of a storm. I see that is what is going to manifest as you begin to enjoy mercy in the book of First Samuel, chapter 1, verse 17 and 18. This is Hannah who couldn't eat earlier, or in the verse, verse 5, from verse around verse 5, she wouldn't eat. They gave her a portion. She wouldn't take it because she was so stressed out. She was so frustrated because she didn't have a child. And the, her right vow was, was, Bible said, it provoked, her right vow, Perina, provoked her soul. The provocation was so sore that she couldn't eat. And Bible says she cried. She poured out her heart before God. And guess what? And the priest spoke to her and the priest told her, go in in peace and the God of Israel remember you. And Bible says, verse 18, and the woman went and ate, and her countenance was no more sad. The man said, go in peace. She left in peace. See, when you you encounter mercy, peace is the resultant effect, and even in things might have not changed suddenly, but there's such a The sense of peace internally that cannot be explained. So Paul puts it this way in Philippians chapter 4. He says that, and the peace of God, Philippians chapter 4 verse 7, and the peace of God, that is nonsense. It doesn't make sense. Bible says it transcends understanding. It, it goes beyond and you can't just comprehend it. How can you be going through all this and yet you are so peaceful? How can all this be going on around you and you haven't lost appetite? Yes, that is when mercy begins to work for you. When mercy begins to work for you, there is peace. You, you enjoy peace. I see you enjoying peace. The woman went and her countenance was no more sad. That will be your portion after you have encountered mercy. How do you go back home? when when you have received mercy it begins to show peace. Number two, sevenfold after effect of mercy. Number one is peace. Number two is grace to help. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. It says that let us come, let therefore come boldly before the throne of grace. It's a throne of grace. But when you come, the first thing that you have to meet that meets you, that we may obtain mercy. Did you see that? We may obtain mercy. Let us come boldly before the throne of grace. How? That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. Okay. So if you have obtained mercy, you always locate grace. You find grace to help. That means there is a situation that needs... A different result, a different outcome, a different a different help from God, or, or or a different result, a different outcome. There's a situation that will really that really needs to change for you. Bible says that let's come before the throne of grace. As you come, as you tap into mercy, that you may obtain mercy. When you obtain mercy, you find grace. What does it mean? What what's the meaning of grace? It, I mean, it, grace means favor. Okay, one of the meanings of grace is favor. So, grace to help favor to Hell, Favor begins to show what does it mean when favor begins to show? When favor begins to show, that means that the forecasted, the anticipated, the predicted outcome is favorably different because the doctor said, Oh, this situation is very dangerous, they, they need about five hours of operation. You went in because Messi spoke, you went in and it was just 30 minutes, and all the side effects they feared will happen. Nothing. Hallelujah. Grace has predicted or grace has brought a different, favorably different or a favorably different outcome. Different from the expectation, the predicted outcome has been favorably different. The anticipated outcome has been favorably different. The forecasted outcome has been favorably different. How? Because mercy said no. And when mercy speaks for you, the outcome will be different others lost their job you also lost your job but within two days you found another job and your bosses people who are more qualified than you three months they still haven't found their jobs. you you lost a job and you thought it was going to be the loss of your house but you lost a job and for six months even though there was no earning for some supernatural reason you were you kept going all your bills were paid how did this happen you you feared some time ago you knew that if you lose your job for one month you can never survive everything's going to go down. Look at ya! Look at ya! Look at ya! Today, look at, in spite of all that happened, you're still doing, you are doing well. You are doing well. The tragedy that happened to you, you should have broken down and have, have lost all hope. But look at you. You are even growing stronger and stronger. Look at our church. In the midst of pandemic, we are still doing well. And some churches are still, many churches are still doing well. Mercy, pastor. Oh, mercy is coming towards you. They thought when they left, your church will collapse. they left and the church rather grew, grew stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Is God not showing us mercy? Can you imagine if there have not been Zoom, there have not been live uh, YouTube. uh, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and all this Live Live, Instagram Live, and all these things, all this social media through which the gospel is still going. If there had not been that, and the pandemic had hit, uh, just let's let's say about just 10 years ago, 7 years ago, how would that have happened? How would we have coped? But thank God, the devil can't stop us. I'm telling you, the mercy of God is working for you. Don't be distracted by what hasn't happened yet. Just look at how things that could have gone worse didn't go worse. It says reflection of mercy. The aftermath of mercy. And I see you shall continue to enjoy favorable outcomes. I know I'm prophesying to somebody. You shall, listen, the favorable outcome you enjoyed is a, is a, is a reflection of mercy. And because you have acknowledged the mercy, that means that more favorable, oh, oh, thank you, Jesus. More, I'm, I'm prophesying now, I'm prophesying now. More More favorable outcomes are coming regarding your marriage, regarding your family, regarding your your child care, regarding your business, your career, your documents, regarding your church, regarding your ministry. More favorable outcomes are coming. Pastor, fear not. More favorable outcomes are coming because you are are a statement of mercy. See how far God brought you from. See how far God didn't bring you this far to leave you thus, to leave you here he brought he who has brought us that this far will take us that far mercy favorable outcome so let us come boldly that we might obtain we might obtain mercy when you obtain mercy you find grace to help in times of need grace available grace when people when people are getting strange results difficult results Confusing results. Your results will also confuse others because what they expected is different. What your enemies expected is will be different. They are looking at you thinking that you 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 this is your end, but not knowing it's just your beginning. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh my. That guy who left you, let him go. Let him go. Your real husband is coming. A better man. Better man. That lady who left you. Let her go. Your real wife is coming. Better. Better. Hallelujah. I know what I'm talking about. I know that house you lost. Don't worry. Because you have mercy, the outcome is going to be favorable. There's going to be a a favorably different outcome. Because of mercy. The after effects of mercy is that grace comes to help so number one is peace number two is grace to help number three is statement of hope the after effect of mercy in first timothy chapter 1 verse 16 says however for this reason i obtained mercy why why watch this when you obtain mercy that in me first christ might show Show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Said me, I'm going to be used as a pattern, a showroom. You become a display for God. You become a display. Mercy. People look at you to see how faithful God. They see the that they see possibilities in God because just because of your story. You are a statement. You are a showroom. Let me read it from the NIV. It, it says that um. But for for that very reason I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience. So Christ Jesus might display his immense patience in me. Let me read it again. It says that there, but but for for that very reason. I was shown mercy so that in me, why was I shown mercy? So that in me, I will be, Christ will display his patience so in me Christ will display inside me there is once you receive mercy God has a purpose so it's just not to show you mercy and just sing uh, mercy, mercy, mercy no he has to give you mercy for a purpose and one of the reasons why God shows mercy to you so that you become a showroom for God you become a display for God you become a statement thank you Jesus when people look at you they, they have hope when people look at you they feel encouraged when you are a changed person you become a statement people look at you and say what? This person if god can do this with this person then there's hope for me there's hope for me that is when you become a statement of faith look at romans romans chapter 11 verse 30 and 31 romans eleven thirty says that for us ye in times past have not believed god yet have now obtained mercy through their own belief even so Have these also now not believed that through your mercy, they also may obtain mercy. So because of you, others are also obtaining mercy. All right, sorry. I think I moved to the next. So let, let So <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was so excited. So number one is peace. Number two is a, a grace to help. Number three is statement of hope. All right, and then number four is benevolence for others. Yeah, the flow of benevolence, the flow of mercy, the flow. There is uh, others begin. Others enjoy mercy too because of you. Others enjoy mercy because of you. The benefit of others in their needs of mercy, others benefit. Because you have enjoyed mercy, others benefit. It comes naturally to extend mercy to others, okay? So there is this flow of benevolence towards others. So the key word here is others. Why? You have obtained mercy, and the, the sign of obtaining mercy is others. Others also begin to enjoy a flow of mercy, not only through you, but through, from God god shows them mercy now i'll explain that that is very important you know sometimes listen to this especially those who have family members who are close to your heart and yet they they are messing up and you know their behavior is asking for a harsh judgment from god let's say your husband's behavior sometimes you fear that god might not defend him the way he should he's breaking Maybe his personal covenant with God, or your wife is gossiping about pastor, and you know that this what you are doing in the day of sickness, it can it can bite you, you know, or your cousin or your, your mother, and your son is becoming so rude, disrespectful, and you know that if you are disrespectful to your parents, it will not be well with you. And sometimes your heart breaks, not because of his disrespect, but the impact of his behavior towards on his future sometimes you are worried that this my, my son will fail or this it, people who are close to you are doing something that you, which you know is going to provoke a harsh judgment on their lives. Guess what? When you are, obtain mercy from God your cry for mercy because mercy is coming to you people who are connected to you even begin to enjoy in the shadows of your mercy Hallelujah! So some some severe consequences that were supposed to come on your husband or your wife or your daughter or your son or your mother or your auntie or somebody some severe cause because of this and sometimes you can hear a mother is praying oh my son God, my son God mom, mom your work with God, which is procuring mercy, will, will speak for your son in the day of trouble. I'm not saying he'll be, he'll be excused from responsibilities or the consequences or the penalties of his behavior. Because the Bible says that God is normal. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Don't be deceived. God is normal. Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap. But what I'm trying to say is that the reaping can even be severely mitigated. Severely Mitigated because of your your relationship of mercy, your relationship or your attraction of mercy of on your life is beginning to spill over. Hallelujah! There's always going to be a spillover of mercy. When mercy comes on you, it spills over to significant, important, or close people around you. The fact that they are around you, they will enjoy a certain dimension of mercy they have not prayed for. They have not asked for. They are not entitled to. It's your entitlement, but because they are important to you. Watch this. Let me show you something. In Philippians, this is a text that will be a blessing. Philippians chapter 2, verse 25. It says that, Yet I suppose it's necessary to send Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but, uh, but your messenger, And he that ministers to my wants. Verse 26, for he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that he had heard that he had been sick. Verse 27, for indeed he was sick unto death. Yeah, Epaphroditus was actually, he was almost dying. He was sick unto death means that this sickness is terminal. Okay, it's a terminal sickness. So I will say he was sick unto death, but God had mercy on who? Me. Paul said, "Because of me, God had mercy on me, and not on uh, not sorry. God has sorry. God has mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. So his work and his work with God commanded mercy for him. But his his mercy was not enough. Me too, because of my mercy, the mercy I was enjoying from God, he had to be healed. He didn't have to die because it would cost me." Too much in my life and ministry. Sorrow upon sorrow. So somebody's mess because of the mercy Paul was enjoying from God, it spilled over to Epaphroditus. When you are a a candidate of God's mercy, people around you also benefit from the impact of mercy. That's what I'm trying to say. So the impact of mercy is two ways. The one that flows from God that spills over to them and the one that because you have received mercy from God, you also are merciful to others. In the book of Luke, chapter 19, verse 7 and 8, there is this man called Zacchaeus who climbed a tree to see Jesus. Verse 5, verse 6 said, Jesus said, Come down out today, I'll be in your house. And verse 7, he said to Jesus, That if I have done anything against anybody, all the extortions I've done, he says, That verse 8, and Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have Taking anything from any man by false accusation, I restore, I restore him not only one. I don't I don't give it back to him just the way it is times four. I restore him fourfold. Bible, look at verse two. Verse one says Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief amongst the publicans. You know who a publican is now public enemies. They have taught money from people. They have mean. Now when he came to Jesus and he obtained mercy see, he says that if I have let me read again um, verse 8, he said to the Lord, behold, behold Lord, the half of my good I give to the poor and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, they used to do that alone. I will restore fourfold. Because he has obtained mercy, he was ec- extending mercy to others. Let me read Matthew, Matthew chapter 18, verse 33. Not Matthew 6, This time, Matthew 18, 33, from the um, NIV. Watch this. Verse 32 says that, Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me. You pleaded for mercy. When you plead for mercy and you obtain it, what shows that you have obtained mercy? He said, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? See, mercy flows. When you receive mercy, you show mercy. Anyone who genuinely has received mercy, hey, look at what could have happened to you. Look at what, how God has sidestepped the judgment you deserve. The judgment I deserve. Who am I to be so unforgiving towards somebody because this person, what he has done. Hey, have you forgotten what God has done for you? Have you forgotten so quickly? Are you suffering from amnesia? Have you forgotten? Look at what God has done. Many of us suffer from selective spiritual amnesia. Intentionally re- not choose not to remember what God has done for you. If you have actually tested mercy, you don't struggle to give mercy to others. He said, "Shouldn't you also have had mercy on your friend, on your neighbor, the way I've done for you?" I just, I just, I just let you off the hook. I just let you off the hook. Why don't you let someone go as well? You see, anyone who has enjoyed mercy has the responsibility of extending mercy. If you have tested mercy, you have the responsibility. It's not, you are not doing anybody a favor. It's a, a necessity. It's a debt. It's a debt you owe towards others who have hurt you because of how God Showed you mercy, you know. You should have been in prison. You know. You something evil should have happened against you. You know. You should have lost your job. You know that mistake. Look at look at the the skeletons in your wardrobe, which has remained. God has kept covered. Even your enemies searched through your wardrobe; they didn't see it. You are confused. God, thank you. If they have found this, they would have destroyed me. God covered you. Why are you going to expose others? And you have determined that me, I'm going to fight you and hunt you down. Listen, church members. Many of them, human nature, people will naturally hurt you. If they hurt Jesus, they will hurt you. People will hurt you. Some people, human, some human beings are natural Natural by nature. They have the gift of ingratitude. They are ungrateful. They will always forget what you've done for them. They will always, how you bent backwards and you helped them, you did anything in your day of need. They will jettison you like the way a, a plane will, will spill out excess fuel. <laughs> They would get, and you feel so betrayed you feel so abandoned, you feel so rejected and sometimes you can't forgive. Girl, the way that guy treated you, after he finished using you to the max he dumped you and went for somebody else you still can't get over it, you feel thank God he brought you to church anyway uh, thank God he brought you to God and now look at you, in spite of all the negative things you said against church, against pastors, against now look at the way you are enjoying church and enjoying God's message. So mercy is working you to extend mercy. When you extend mercy it helps you to move on to higher mercies and higher graces amen so um, there's benevolence to others is there's a flow of benevolence to others others also enjoy others also benefit uh, benefit from what you have benefited then number 5 so number 1 is peace number 2 is grace to help number 3 is statement of hope number 4 is benevolence for others number 5 is faithfulness first corinthians chapter Seven, first Corinthians chapter seven. I pray somebody's receiving something. Hallelujah! Allow me to allow me to uh do the joyful sound. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus, for mercy. I'm telling God has had mercy on me. All. Hey, I'm an, I'm, a, I'm an example of someone God has had mercy on me. I'm telling you, yes, He's been so merciful to me from every angle. Look at the, I'm even God keeps me going strong. Teaching upon teaching upon teaching. Hey, mercy. I'm telling you. Listen, I I won't hold anything against you. I won't hold. I I am not. I I I can't afford to hold anything against any man. I won't. I won't. Because I am a product of God's mercy. Hallelujah. He said, ought not you, shouldn't you have also showed mercy to your neighbor? Matthew chapter 18, 33. shouldn't you have also showed mercy? The way you've been shown mercy, your debt has been cancelled. Forgive your brother. Forgive your mother, okay? Forgive your dad. Forgive that man who never raised you, who never helped you to raise the children and hurt you. Forgive him. Let him go. God is, Bible says, God said, vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine. Okay. Verse 25, 1 Corinthians 7, 25. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandments of the Lord, yet I give my judgment as one that has obtained mercy of the Lord to be faithful. Why do you receive mercy? You have obtained mercy to be faithful. What does it mean to be faithful? Do not forget how God has been good to us and stay committed to your your part of the deal. You say, God, if you do this for me, I'll do this. Be faithful. Be faithful. In Isaiah chapter fifty-one, verse one, it says that. Remember the rock from which you were hewn. You were you were dug. You were hewn from a huge rock. Okay, You're huge. you are huge. You 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 know God has pulled you out of something. He says that. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, and the whole. Of the pit where you are digged. God dug you out of a hole. (laughs) He said, look, don't ignore it. Just consider it. Consider it. It helps you to be faithful. Because every act of mercy is is a depiction, a reflection of the faithfulness of God. And we also have to be faithful. Faithful means you, you you are loyal to God. You are loyal to his work. You care about his work. Sometimes, sometimes you you are provoked to do something, but because of God's work, you just, no, I won't do it. I won't react this way because of God, because of God. You, you, you are faithful. And then not, when we say faithful, it's not only fidelity, you know, loyalty. It's also stay in faith. If God has done something for you, then he will do it again. So stay in faith. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Don't go down in faith. Be full of faith. Because one of the after effects, after effects of mercy is that you tend to even have hope, more hope, more faith for the future. So in spite of what, you, you almost lost your, uh, something valuable. You almost lost your life. You almost lost, You talk, when you were sick, you thought, oh, this is my, the end of my life. But look at you. So if God has kept you, he will keep you. Don't be afraid, okay? Please, don't be afraid. Just be faithful. Be faithful with faith. Fill yourself with faith through God's word and trust God to the end. So that is one of the signs of someone who has enjoyed mercy. You know that because I've enjoyed mercy, mercy will still speak for me. You have tested mercy, mercy, and stay faithful to God's word, God's principle, your commitment to God, your commitment. Listen, there shouldn't be a time in your life where you are not actively doing something for the church of God. Actively serve. You know, lack of Church gatherings is costing a lot of people. It's not good. We are going to gather very soon by God's grace. God will give us the privilege to come together again in services because when there is service, it gives people the people of God opportunity to serve. Please take it serious because you're in your service. The only way you can stay fit is when you serve. It helps you to stay fit. It's a privilege to get to serve. Never turn it down because you are forsaking your own mercies if you observe lying vanities, according to Jonah chapter two verse eight. So I, I, I believe God that people will be faithful. Be faithful to God. Your service to God is not because uh, 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 because. Um, you don't have anything doing, not because you have all the time, not because you have all the resources, but it's because you are faithful to God. Faithfulness. Jesus said, when the master comes, he will say, well done, thou good, or not hardworking, no, not well intentioned, not well meaning, faithful servant.'" It is first Matthew chapter twenty-five, verse twenty-one and twenty-three. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. In Luke chapter sixteen, I think verse thirteen or so, it said, "If you have not, if you have not been faithful in that which is another, another man's own, who will give you your own? Your faithfulness to others is what determines your quali- your, your your that what is that, that is the qualifying uh, grounds for yours to be handed to you." your faithfulness, be faithful to others and your own will be in line very soon Hallelujah. in view very soon by god's grace so it says that it uh, in first corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 it says that it is required of a steward to be found faithful you have to be found that means that a process will come challenges will come something will test you a faith, faithfulness that has not been tested is not faithfulness something will test your faithfulness to 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 check whether it is authentic so faithfulness anyone who has been shown mercy Will be faithful. You will never forget where you have been healed, what God has delivered you from, and it will help you to be faithful. And then number six is mitigated judgment. Same First Corinthians chapter seven. First Corinthians chapter seven, the same scripture. Let me read it again. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse twenty-five. It says that now concerning virgins, I have no commandments of the Lord. Yet, uh, yet. I give my judgment, watch this, as one that has obtained mercy. I'm going to give a judgment like someone who has obtained mercy. In other words, when I'm judging others, I consider myself. In in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, he said, If a brethren, brethren, if any of you is overtaken by a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one. In the spirit of meekness, considering yourself. Also remember that it could have been you or things can also go wrong for you and it would be nice to have somebody to help you. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, the golden rule, do unto others as you will want others to do unto you. In this particular instance, he says that, he um, said, I, I pass my judgment as someone who has obtained mercy. The way you are handling other people's cases, the way you are handling other people's situation, are you dealing with it like someone who has obtained mercy? Are you dealing with it with some, like someone who has obtained mercy? All right. So it's important. You become considerate. You don't write people off. You don't. You never say, this person That's it. That's it. I'm with them. Don't write people off. When you are dealing with people, you have to mitigate your dealings with them with mercy. Or it, 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 your judgment becomes mitigated. Or palliated judgment. Palliated judgment because the severity of the judgment is t- tempered, has been tempered, has been watered down. Because it's someone Let other people do it harshly if they want to. But you... Please, you are an object, someone who is a recipient and a beneficiary of mercy. You can't treat other people anyhow. You can't treat, yeah, they did it. They did, they did the wrong thing. They say they did. it is done, this is done, that. But please, for God's sake, for mercy's sake, temper judgment with mercy. According to James 2.13 or something like that, temper judgment with mercy. Let mercy, let get let mercy get involved in your dealing with people palliates palliated judgment i call it or mitigated judgment that is number six and finally number seven driven for the you are driven by for his namesake you are doing a lot of things for His name's sake. In First Peter chapter two, verse nine, it says that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. who Called forth to show forth, called out to show forth the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness. So we have been called to show forth the praises of Him who has called us out of darkness into His. Let me read it but you yeah, are chosen generation, royal priest, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises. Why? That you should show forth. That's important. That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. Then he said, which in time past before you were called, you were not a people, but now you are a people. The, it says that uh, people of God, which, uh, uh, which had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. So you have obtained mercy that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you. So you do things for the glory of God. Any time you are doing something, you consider in Psalm 23, verse 3, it says that he, he, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. For his name's sake. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, it says that whatsoever you do, do it all to the glory of God in word and in deed. Whatever you do to the glory of God, you do things, you are driven by his name's sake. You are driven by a philosophy of, for his name's sake. A for his namesake philosophy drives what you do. It inspires what you do. For his namesake becomes your philosophy of life. You desire to see God glorified because he had had mercy on you. The after effect of mercy, you do things for his name's sake. I pray God will help us that after we have received mercy, we will not make it in vain and and rubbish it but we'll begin to actually live like people who have obtained mercy so in conclusion sevenfold after effect of mercy number one peace number two grace to help number three statement of hope number four benevolence for others number five faithfulness number six mitigated judgment number seven driven by for his name's sake. I pray that this message has been a blessing and you continue to walk in grace from grace to grace and you continue to enjoy mercy, upon mercy for I will have mercy upon whom I will say says the Lord I will have mercy upon whom I, have, I will have mercy and I will have compassion of whom I will have compassion therefore it is not of him that willeth neither is it of him that runeth Romans chapter 9 verse 15 and 16 but it's of God who shows mercy God bless you we thank God for using the servant Reverend Dr. David Entry to share this awesome word if this message has blessed you in any way please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at karis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.